This podcast contains the best of those bad words and may contain difficult discussions of all things related to love, particularly the bad parts. Hello and welcome to Bad at Love Podcast. I am Mallory. I'm Tamu. I'm far away from the microphone. <laughs> we can my butt up. I got it. Adjust it a bit too. Hello. <laughs> nope. I'm closer. Awesome. So today we are chair. talking about one of Tamu's favorite authors. Yes. Which you wish to be the next. I of. wanted to be the black Jackie Collins when I was younger. I guess I should I mean, nowadays you can't say that. You can just say I wanted to be you know, as famous as Jackie Collins, <laughs> because it shouldn't matter. Color is irrelevant. But I did want to be. Yes, that's what the lesson of 2018 has definitely <laughs> taught us. <laughs> color is irrelevant. Sure. <laughs> Live and present. Say is be drinker, quick wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only way to cope. Yes. And so this is a very, I've never read anything like this before. Never. Wow, really? Never. Well, I, no. I'm not surprised, actually. Because, I mean, even though I'm pretty sure my mom has read Jackie Collins, and I'm pretty sure she's read, you know, multiple, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of novel, but, like, I just never have. Yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) I don't know what to say about it. Well, you've never read a book like this, period, and also this is a book that's dated back in the 20th century. Well, at least understood. I've at least done that with my age of 31. I at least have met the cusp where anything they said, I didn't have to think about too long to be like, what is that? Okay. So there was nothing in there of me being like... So I don't have to explain something to you. Uh, What were you going to explain? I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing I don't think. I know I made one note, I think, in the entire... One whole note? Yes. And it was because I was like, yeah, this pretty much um, uh, summed up the entire book to me. That's the reason why. Ah. So it was, uh, I think this is at the party that they had at page 204. <laughs> and like everybody was around. And at this point, I was like, thank you, Angel. This is exactly what I've been saying. Because everybody was talking to each other and mm-hmm. doing drugs and going crazy at this party. And said, Angel did not indulge, and nobody seemed to mind. They were all too busy talking about themselves. Yeah. It's like, yep, that's the book. Well, that's also life. (laughs) Nobody cared about, like, anybody else. Mm -mm. Nobody, every time someone would talk about something else, they'd do the quick, "Mm mm-hmm, and then move on to the next subject of, this is me, and... Well, we should say the book that we read was Hollywood Wives. Hollywood Wives, yes. The original well, there's Hollywood Wives, like the next generation or something like that. Is that because of the ending of this? Is it another? I have no idea. She wrote it very much like in like, probably in the 2000s before okay. she died or something. So I stopped in the 90s. Okay. I just assumed maybe it was late 90s. her redoing the novel, but now mm-hmm. the twins have another murdering sesh that goes on. Who knows, right? <laughs> it's like a Dexter. Um, so this was written in 1984. And there is actually an ABC miniseries about it, which I wish I could find because it would be hilarious to see you watch it. Just because while I was reading it, I'm like flashing back to the to the show that I watched a lot 
So it's kind of funny. Is are they? Do you remember if there was a lot of inconsistencies or not? Well, I mean, it was really a long time ago, so I'm pretty sure there. Are. I don't think it ended. I don't think the the show ended the way the book ends. Okay, if I remember correctly, more people died. No, Even more. <laughs> no, but I I thought at the end, and it might be a different Jackie Collins book, but I thought at the end of this, Ross knew, Sadie knew. And they worked to help, and Buddy knew, like, everybody knew oh. the deal. So I must have my books confused. Or maybe they, that's how the show, the TV show ended. Okay. But I thought that everybody knew, and like, she, you know, obviously she was going to help him become famous and right. do all of that. But I thought that, and they be, tried to become a family of sorts. But okay. I, I don't remember why I think that. But like I said, it could be another book too. For sure. So at the end of the book, did Angel know then? Yes. So, well, because they said they had a secret, but I thought it wasn't anybody who knew of any of that. I no, Angel was... knew okay. because she told um, Sadie all of the things that Buddy had told her right. about himself and what had happened. So it was essentially just Angel and, so and Sadie. Just Angel and Sadie the truth the know the everything. truth. And at some point, Sadie, when the timing is right, which I don't know, I feel like that would have been the time. Deathbed. <laughs> It's going to be a death confession, and he's going to go even more crazy and probably die of, like, meth overdose or something like that. Yeah. There's a lot of characters in this book, and yeah, so... Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't keep most of them straight, to be fair. <laughs> I really couldn't. There's too much going on, too much happening, too many characters. It was worse than Game of Thrones. How do you know? Because of when people try to talk to me about Game of Thrones. I, it's not worse than Game of Thrones. <laughs> and they're just like, oh yeah, this character. But then I'll sold this character. And I'm just like, what the fuck? It's not worse than Game of Thrones. But I do recognize now that this gives me, gave me, you know, Game of Thrones training. <laughs> that I had no idea I'd need. So Courtney's because of all the characters and having to deal, juggle multiple universes and multiple worlds and multiple scenarios. And so... Yeah. So why you love love actually so much? Because it's the same concept of all the lives interconnected somehow. No, that is not why I love it so much. But it does kind of work in that fashion. Although there is way less characters in Love Actually. <laughs> there are. There's like book, six. Even. This book has probably a hundred characters. And everybody's sleeping with everyone else. Everyone has a sordid past of molestation, rape, incest, something. Mm-hmm. It's life. Is it though? I think it is. <laughs> it feels a lot worse in this book. Well, we don't live in Hollywood. That's true. You know, land of pretend. No offense to people who live there. I feel like, is I don't know if it's Weens or Mouse, whichever one works in the industry, she could probably tell us whether or not a Mouse and Weens, their podcast, um, could tell us. If that's really true. <laughs> Jackie calls Hollywood wives. They're like, oh gosh. If people are you. just full of tragedies and just trying to make it and hustle and cover it up and do whatever they need to do to, to get to the next phase of life. Not so. even just that. Like every Let us no, know, ladies. There is not one person who is faithful beyond Angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not one person. I remember though, you were pretty funny when you were talking to me about it because you were like, oh my God, I hope that like she's the only saving grace and the only character that's being. She's the only one who has, like, Montana is, like, borderline. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd probably be more like Montana to be like, figured. fuck off or whatever, but I get it. But, like, even she got a lot, like, Angel's the only one who 
legitimately is like, I'm what would be considered a normal person. And, but that's also because she has no, she's pretty naive. She's mm-hmm. very naive, everything. And so even the terrible things that happen to her, she like rationalizes it somehow to like, and then she gets married. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of homophobia in this. Book, oh yeah. Which is really interesting. Yes. I mean, interesting in terms of looking at it from a, pers- a lens back in the 80s, you know, back in right. the 20th century, we'll say, and looking at it now, um, it's it's really like, people are like, I don't want to be that. I'm not that. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, it was really, but well, and I think it rings true. Sort of. It's also the way that they also portrayed it. Mm-hmm. Like, the immediacy of it was the, oh, little boy's molestation. Sure. That type of thing. There's a um, lot of freaking pedophilia happening, yes, too. everywhere. Like, I was like, good lordy. Everybody's banging a child. Um, I guess my only question of this whole book, then, is then who killed Butterball? Um, what's his face? Rocky. Who's Rocky? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> so, I Ferdy. I again. Ferdy, yes. Sadie LaSalle's assistant, assistant who is yes. gay. The guy that was with him at his house when Buddy came over and yes. was like, hey. And he was like, well, because Ferdy never came back. He was like, well, fuck this. I'm going right, to go out to the beach and shake it fast. And then he, Wolfie, picked up this guy and that was him. I didn't make that connection. Okay. How young was he then? He was a kid too. So I think he was 17. So was he... Um, but he was with sexually mm-hmm. him too. Yeah, that's what I gathered. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. And that's the reason why I feel more distaste for that was just because I was like, not all gays are that way. No, they're not. Well, but you did have the second, you had a separate vision of that as well with Coco, Coco and Adrian. And Adrian, which was different. So. But it's just said that like all the, uh, like literally there's several Mm-hmm. And there's one that, like, is, like, the healthy relationship. And then the rest are all half the... Who's the healthy relationship? Coco and Adrian? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's about right. They had, like, the healthy relationship. Yeah. But then all anybody else who had any which way of gayness... Mm. Gay relationships. Gay, gay relationship-wise. And then the only thing that they did with Sadie was, like, ah, she's not a lesbian, but, like, she had female partners from time to time. You know. <laughs> and she's, like, ah, it's just because I needed to get some, and, like, women were nice because men were jerks. And I was, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's all, they're all effed up. Yep. Everybody is effed up. <laughs> so effed. And that's what was hard reading, I think, is I'm used to, like, because the plot of the book is about the people. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm used to it being like, there's people, but here's the plot is what's happening. And then the people interacting with what's happening versus what's happening is the people. Mm-hmm. And so once I got through that, then I was like, okay, now I can kind of, it's like, okay, I, that's not the plot. The plot is literally all of these people interacting, the horrible, horrible people interacting. People who watch Big Brother, this is just that. <laughs> but like, much more glamorous. Sure. I could definitely read the glamour between the lines here. A lot more fancy. I don't think there was any glamour between the lines. It was all up out in the open. It wasn't glamorous, so that's the point of it. Well, on the face, yes. 
everybody's driving fast cars and doing fancy drugs and having amazing, you know, lunches and dinners and traveling all over and doing whatever. But at the same point in time, everybody seems to be super unhappy about life. And Everybody's unhappy. undercutting other people. Everybody hates everybody else. Everybody thinks that they're the better person. And everybody's got their own sort of crazy for whatever reason. And men, apparently, no consequences really to anything except for Neil, finally. <laughs> Well, let's go through the couples, right? At least we could... Cause I, I legitimately was going to make... A flowchart? A flowchart. Because I was like, I'm... Cause that's how confused I was with who and where people were and what was going on. Because I kept screwing people up. Sure. Like Elaine and Karen and... I don't know how you could do that, but okay. But like I kept like and merely Because they all talk the same and they all do the same. And then yeah, I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait. They're sleeping with who now and what's going on and... And then there was so much, like, I was surprised at how much incest there was, because I was like, wait, Karen was with her dad or was not with her dad? And, like... I, she was never with her dad. She just loved her dad, because she wanted his attention and affection. That's and all it was? Because there was that point where she was like, then she had him, and I was like, wait, I'm confused. And then... Attention. And then it turned out to be not incest, because he was adopted, and I was like, whatever the fuck, lady. It's still incest, because yeah. you bought a baby. Another yeah. story. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay, so let's focus on the... Let's start at the beginning. Okay. So the beginning starts with a murder. Yes. It starts with a triple a triple homicide. With a machete. Why not? In Philadelphia. Because all murders start in... It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Have you ever seen that show? Yes. Probably. Okay. So it starts with a murder, and then... It kind of, like, goes from there. So there's this guy named Deke. He kills his family and his fiance, and then kind of goes banana sandwich. Yes. Real fast. And is on the quest to find his mother. Mother. Because he... Which you don't find you don't out find right away. Out. Yeah. But right you just away. know that, like, the murder happens, and then all of a sudden he's going across country. And mm-hmm. then as time continues, you slowly He's find going out across why. country, murdering people as he goes across the country. Again, all about himself, trying to be like, how do I... Well, I mean, he is the keeper of order. Well, that's the thing, though, is that it started off as, like, what the fuck did I do? And then it yeah. turned into... Oh, wait, it's fine. Da, da, da. And then rationalizing, and it rationalize feels it. Good. And then all of a sudden it turned into full-on crazy insanity. So I think the first couple that we meet... Why do I have this? Oh, was it um, Elaine and Ross, I think? Probably. So Ross is like an old-timey... I want to say old-timey. He's almost 50. He's kind of one of those, like, fading stars. Well, we, we say old-timey because uh, this book, when is it? What's the year that it's technically? 84. 84. So we say old-timey mm-hmm. because we're thinking in 2018, like, mm-hmm. he'd be whatever now. Mm-hmm. He'd be, like, 70s. But I'm trying to think of, like, a comparison to what he would, who he would be today. And I can't think of, like, a old, like a older star that we, that's kind of fading out of... Well, I would say... Still famous, but not Not heartthrob. I can't think heartthrob, but I can think, like, Jack Nicholson. Like, because of the age type of thing and how he kind of rolled in. Because, like, he went from... He had that change of, like, he used to take certain specific roles, and now he's taking... Whatever he can get. I don't think the Jack Nicholson is Ross. I feel like... No, not at all. The only... Like I said, literally age is the only... Not even age. He's super older than Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is super older. I feel like Jack is more like, um, what's his face? 
Karen's dad. Oh, George. Or Adam Sutton, you know, like legacy, like Warren Beatty would be Mm. like those guys. I'm trying to figure like who's in that middle range. Richard Gere, would it? I don't know. We'll they mentioned him in there, but I couldn't figure out how old he was. Well, think. he was young. It was like American Gigolo time. Mm. That's why they re- related Buddy to that, so you can get that kind of... We should watch that movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. Neither have I. Yeah, it's hard to... But anyway, I yeah. digress. So he's married to Elaine. Elaine is um, a social climber. She does everything and anything for her husband. She's the one pushing him, like, you're too overweight. You need to, you know... Take care of yourself. Stop drinking. Do this. Do that. You know, all these sorts of things. He hasn't been getting jobs, too, which is a huge issue. Right, and he's not working, and so that... And she's like, hey, we have a certain lifestyle. We need to get some money because we have a lifestyle that we're accustomed to and need to get on it. we've already downsized once. (laughs) Right. And she had come from humble beginnings where she was a bigger girl and had no self-esteem and ended up having plastic surgery and doing all of these different things and... Ended up landing the superstar when he was really still a superstar. Right. And so she's kind of like in that mid-range status. Not, I wouldn't say B-list, but like A-minus list of celebrity. Well-known-wise, yes. Right. Within that Hollywood community. But not having any acting skills. Right. Like literally she just has, the wife. She is just a wife. She's a housewife. She loves being a housewife. She is very traditional. She does not, you know, deal with the women's movement and all that kind of stuff. She's just like... I don't see that's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. I just am going to stand by my man and serve him and let him make the money, let him make the decisions, let him do everything. The other thing was that she was the only other one that was faithful up to a point. Up to a point. Well, yeah, because I was going to say faithful. She had had two other incidents from my memory in the book before she and Ron hooked up. Long ago. Right. But also, like, Ross sticks his dick into anything mm-hmm. that moves. All the men do. Yes, because that's what they do. They just stick their dicks in things. Yep. And sometimes they get stuck. Buddy is the only one who, I would say, kind of redeemed himself in the sense of being like, I just... I don't, I, I don't know about their future, but he legitimately was like, as he was going back down the bad path or whatever, and then he was like, no, sticking to my guns, this is what it is. But he also such was an the asshole. worst. Oh my God. He, I don't know if we could literally label a worst in this, but... I feel like he is pretty shitty of a human being, especially at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think he wins it. (laughs) He wins the worst, honestly. And so then, so we got those two. And then Elaine has friends, Marilee and Karen, both of whom have famous director dads or actor dads. One of them's her age and Karen's much younger, right? Yeah. But they're Hollywood legacy. So they're, you know, legacies children of celebrity like super super famous yes. celebrities and they're all quote-unquote best friends where they go to whatever jazzercise and do the latest and greatest trends of things and you know have lunch and are seen to be be seen and all that kind of stuff Marilee was married to neil she's divorced from neil and neil is married to montana who is this like completely different character from everybody else right you know she's an independent woman. She has no time for bullshit. She wrote a screenplay. She like, well, she traveled the world for a while type of thing. Like completely not Hollywood. Her parents were hippies and right. all this kind of stuff. So she had a, compl- she has and a com- 
Doesn't have time for the bullshit. No, and when she met Neil, he was they drunk. were overseas. And he was, he was an drunk. alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. That whole shabam. Spiraling downwards. He's a very famous director, but he was kind of on a downward trend. And she kind of went in and saved him. Yeah. She was kind of like, mm, there's something there. Like, there's something. There's something there that wasn't there before. So they ended up getting married. She wrote this amazing screenplay for a movie called Street People. Ooh. Street people. And now they're planning to get it made into a movie. And no one in Hollywood believes that Montana wrote it. They think that Neil wrote it and is giving her credit for it because she's a woman. Right. Which is ridiculous. I, well, I think that's pretty... But it's standard for that yeah, time. Yeah, I was like, to considering this book whenever it came yeah. out, for sure that's definitely, as we've more and more realized as time has continued on, but that even, women are like cut way in half of how much money they ever Oh, get. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But And it just shows you, right? And... It gives you that kind of like insight into even back then when that was supposedly a great stride. Right. That it, that, and people are, and we're still trying to overcome that today in 2018. Yep. So to be validated and to actually, this is my property. This is my thing. I, I created this, I made this and I deserve respect for it. And she (laughs) never really got it. (laughs) They're that Karen isn't married to anybody. No, but she likes to fiddle around she with anybody who's married. She likes to diddle with people all the time. And like I said, she's got daddy issues, so she's doing her daddy Huge issue thing. Daddy right issues. now, she's daddying it up with Ross, who's Elaine's husband. So they're sneaking and creeping. And he is like, oh, it's kind of weird because, like, mm. I assume I remember her when she was, was a kid. She was a baby. Yeah. I helped, you know... Kept seeing her as she was growing up, never thought of her that way. But then when she came on to me after she was a little bit older, it was fine. And she has spectacular nipples. Yeah, which is really weird. I feel like I highlighted something about nipples. I just... <laughs> That's a lot about I was going to start doing it because I was just like... There's a lot of I want to know what the fucking erotic nipple is. I don't know. Because <laughs> I really... She had some amazing nipples. That were just like apparently out all the time. Yeah. She never wore a bra. Gunpoint. Yeah. Standing at full attention, just spraying the area. The only thing I can think of is Austin Powers with those <laughs> robots that have the nipples that pop out and shoot. And... The only thing I can think about is the 90s when no one wore bras and that's all that they had was their raisins popping out everywhere. <laughs> or South Park's raisins episode. <laughs> it's just the entire time he's like, her erotic nipples. They were so erotic. I'm like, what is it with these They nipples? looked at me. They looked out to me and I wanted to grab them. And then one real, one, one time, time he did. just did. <laughs> and she immediately groaned. Like, yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is Hollywood. Yeah, let's go do this. Okay, so there's those groups of people. Then there's... Hold on. I'm actually going to be writing this oh, down. I'm going to make a Oh, see? Now list. she has to make the flowchart. Because <laughs> well, if we're talking about we it, well. may as fucking well. Okay, so... You need me to start again. The Elaine bone is connected to the... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you could totally do that too and see who's connected. You're running out of paper. You should probably get a new one of those. I need to get a new one, yeah. Okay. So, we have Ross. Ross and Elaine. Who is... Married to, to Elaine. Elaine. And then we have Karen, who's having an affair with, with Ross, Ross, but who is related to George. To oh, it's a squiggly line. George, who's married to Bibi? Pamela. Bibi, Pamela. Who is 
Actually, a prostitute. Wait, no, that's BB. Whatever. I thought Pamela, but didn't they make mentions to Pamela having banged a bunch of other people too? No, that there was something about her having a sex change or something. Or was that just bullshit? I think it might have just been bullshit. Who knows? Maybe. But she's not married to anyone. And then there's Marilee. Marilee. Who's not married to anybody. But, but she was married, married, married to Neil. To Neil, who is married, married to Montana. Montana. <laughs> So they have not married. I don't know how I'm going to do this one. Dotted. Yeah. Oh, a different squiggly line. Because that's used to be married. Because we also have, who we haven't gotten to yet, what's her name? Sadie? Sadie, yeah. Because Sadie. Sadie the Sal. They never used to be married. They just... Well, they were together and banged and had a baby. Well, two yes. babies. And so you need to put down there Buddy and Deke. You're going to put, like, scabby knives by the people he killed? Oh, Jesus Christ. I will. Because, <laughs> good Lord. Because Sadie's not married to anybody. Mm-mm. But then we also have... Who else? Well, continue through the story. We'll just continue oh, to Christ. add. And this will just be a fun Side. little fuck-up list. Oh, my God. It's going to be terrible. Okay, so we got Marilee and Neil. Sadie. That was it. Well, we have BB. BB and Adam Sutton. But who's Monta- Who's Marilee's father? That's what I'm trying to remember. It might be Adam. You think? Because she kept her um na- her married name Gray. Right. So I think that's it. You got Buddy, you have Angel. Don't forget the policeman, Leon, and his wife, Sorry. Millie. Who did not go down well, apparently. That did not go well. Oh, well then, because we have the people who was killed. You want to write a kill list? Because that's a lot. I know. It's a whole separate page. But, like, who was Deke with? technically Joey it was Joey who also was with apparently Leon with Leon again more more molestation Mm -hmm. (sighs) but it's okay you guys he was trying to be a father figure who fucked her to save her (laughs) I will be your father figure put your tiny hands in my you know when you think about that song now right like I listen to it and I'm like oh my god this is all levels of wrong. Anything you had in mind. That's it, I think, of all the main, main characters. Well, as we continue on, I'm sure the books. I'm still trying to figure out what Oliver's deal was. Oh, Oliver Eastern. I thought he was one of the people that was with Buddy. But no. He's just a creeper. I, well, I never understood him because he was a producer and he had all these fucking issues that were going on. Oh, don't forget Gina Germain. Yes. The starlet. Who also was with Ross. She was with Ross. Neil. And Neil. Almost Buddy, but then... No, Buddy was like, no. Had she been with George? No. No, she didn't... Well, who knows who else she banged, but... But, like, Oliver didn't... Wasn't with, like, anybody, but also he was like, ew, women are gross. And I was like, are you gay? Well, also he had a real, like, problem with B.O. Just a power trippy... I think he hated women, clearly, right? Except mm. for Angel, because everybody loved her. Who else was... I thought Karen was with more than just Ross, though, too. Well, Karen was with, like... She ended up with a rock star named Josh Speed. She married Josh Speed at the end. Mm-hmm. Just to get back to Hollywood. To get back to Hollywood. And apparently it was at Disneyland. They were getting married at Disneyland, and the... What was it? The dress was whatever you want to wear. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, don't forget Randy. Randy Felix died did but he was banging Marilee who is also with Shelly and Shelly so I'm gonna do two so I'm gonna put an X I can't wait to see what this looks like who are <laughs> dead X's for dead people <laughs> 
You put eggs by Neil. Yep. Okay. Who that was also weird. That's the one thing I did have to look up. What's what that? um happened between Neil and Gina? Well, that vagina, whatever that they, was. When I looked it up online, uh-huh. they said that it was an actual like disease issue, uh-huh. and that it was a very frequent thing. Like, not a, this can't be a sudden onset and then it's gone. Okay. So I was like, who the fuck would continue? Or hadn't this been a problem before? Sure. Like it can't just yeah. Because I looked that up, being like, why have I never heard of this before? I feel like more men would be talking about the va- vagina that snatched. <laughs> <laughs> Coco and Adrian, which is a nice couple. The nice gay couple. See, that's not that many. There's just so much going on. There's just a lot happening. I mean, there's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's still a lot. I mean, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25-ish characters. And that doesn't include all the, like, ancillaries. Yeah, the all whatever on the side. And that's, like, I mean, these are people who Those are main characters. These are main-ish characters that we get enough information per chapter Mm -hmm. on what's going on in their lives. Yes. So to me, that's... (laughs) That's pretty big to be like 25 characters that we constantly know what's going on. Oh, that's right. That's why we're missing people because Helene had relations with like, like Ron. Ron, right. Who also had relations with, with I'm apparently. I'm guessing Marilee and Karen. I'm guessing. Has to. And Pamela and BB. Who knows? With every goal, he even admitted in his little narrative. Like, I didn't understand totally. Like, with the Little S shorts plot line, all of a sudden they just added in an extra person with the magazine stuff. Yeah. Just so then that way, like... But then, of course, like, I started to highlight the ridiculous names. Yes. <laughs> well, I think she was trying to be like, we have to make this person somehow memorable. Like, that's how what it came to. Because when you have 25 people, you can't just give them names like Sarah. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, which one? Puskins. Wolfie. But, like, the one who had the magazine stuff, I feel like such a who cares thing. You could have easily had that in Little's mindset. Rats, Sorens. Rats. Like, he could have easily just been, like, he knew a guy named Rats who this was his backstory and that's that. But, (laughs) yeah, so we find out about Ross and Elaine who are going downhill. Elaine's trying to get him to have more... They quickly find out about the scripts, the street people. Everybody is all of a sudden like, we want to be on this list. Whether Mm -hmm. or not she wrote it, Montana Mm -hmm. wrote it, it's important that we're all on there. They know it's going to be a great movie, probably like Oscar worthy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Ross needs to get on that train. But Ross has a secret, I guess, in the fact that he and Sadie LaSalle, who's like the biggest agent in Hollywood, used to be in a relationship with one another and... Did you, well, I read <laughs> the way he left was fucked up. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like he like took everything out of his house, stole her money, and the whole nine yards. And she still to this day was like in her feelings about him. And I was just like, bitch, you got real problems. The virginity, shit. Like, uh, is it? I think so, because you don't know about that until the very, very end. And I'm assuming that's the emphasis that was supposed to be on there. It was like, everyone was shit. Everybody was everything. But then she chose him. Sure. And then, yeah, I think that's what the idea was. Yeah, but like he totally destroyed her. Mm -hmm. And also she was like, you know, 
a victim of sexual harassment in the workplace mm-hmm. and all kinds of wackadoodle stuff that was going on with her. Everybody that's was. wackadoodle. Every single one of these women had huge boobs and beauty and that's why. Except for Elaine. Elaine wasn't pretty. Remember, she was overweight. Elaine was? Elaine was. Before she met Ross? Elaine was Edda the Elephant. Remember, she kept having a conversation with herself, with her old self and her new self. Yeah, Edda. but her new self was beautiful. She tried really hard to continue to make herself that way, yes. Through plastic surgery, because she was married or dating a plastic surgeon. Yep. That's and how she met Ross. And then as she got beautiful, she and met she, Ross and then ditched. Yep. And then they had, like, a weird loveless marriage where she just nagged him incessantly. And he was just like, ugh, whatever, woman. And then, you know, he would stick his dick in anything that moved and that was the Be- funny part, is the fact that he was firm in his belief that Elaine hated sex when she did not. No. And that, and that was really, actually, probably one of the more profound areas, was, like, when they were having sex. Mm-hmm. And both of them were just like, ugh, she doesn't <laughs> even, like, try. Right. Like, he's the worst, doesn't even try. And he's like, ugh. She just doesn't even like this, so I may as well just do it this way because she it's like she's not enjoying it anyway. Neither of them thought that they <laughs> both right. them, that they were the problem. And right. I was like, well, uh, that's <laughs> lack of communication. Yep. People. Well, what we like and what we don't like. So always say what you like and what you don't like. Yep. And also go down on one another. <laughs> Hello. Because that was another thing. Was at like, the very, very end, he finally was like, "She Elaine never goes never down on goes me." Down on him, and then he's like, "Well, I guess I don't either." Yeah, we can try it. I guess it'll be something it. fun to spice it up. And I was like, "Good lord, it's been like you guys have been together years. for like twenty years, and you're just now deciding maybe I should do something new." But he's gone down on Karen and all kinds yeah. of like they've done everything. Mm-hmm. That's that whole I feel like Madonna horror thing as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ross had the whole, like, you can only be one type of thing. He has a certain woman everywhere to take care of any of his needs. Sure, but he would love to mash him up into one glorious woman, we weird learn. science style. As we learn. Yeah, he wants it to be Sadie and Karen and Elaine and Gina. All four rolled into one. And he did have sex with Sadie later on. Oh, yeah, because so he thought that that would make that her would, yeah. his... She would love him again. again. Which, of course, it did. She already does, but... She consistently was in her feelings about it. No, he thought, well, he didn't say love again. He was thinking it would make her. He his, could control her. He could control her, mm-hmm. be With agent sex. again. Yeah. But I think but thankfully, that, like, the murderer came through and took care of all that. Thank God for the murderer. <laughs> thank you, Deke, who's running around killing. I, I should have counted how many people he killed, but he killed a lot of people so, across the state, country. Do you think it's because we got Deke through nobody else's eyes? That that's the reason why. Because I didn't catch on that they were twins or looked alike at all. And do you think it's because, just because of his perception of himself, that's the only reason? Because, like, Buddy's considered the hottest of the hottest of the hottest of the hottest. So that's where it's problematic because I don't know how Angel was like, Buddy, what happened to you? Right. And I'm like, but everybody's like, he's like a deformed version of this guy. So why would you think that that was him? And I'm also like, why is everybody letting people in their homes? Right. And then also I was wondering how the hell that they did that in the show. In the show was the same person. 
he just played two characters. And so he had a terrible way. So you would know from the straight away kind of, because like, that's a huge reveal at the end of not knowing that these two are twins at all. Yeah, he had a terrible, um, like you could, it's the same person in the movie version of it. He had a bad wig and like bad like mustache and stuff on or whatever it was, but you you could tell it was the same person, right? Except he was like a little bit more angry than Buddy was. Like Buddy's all sunshine and roses, and this guy's like, Rrr. so that's the only difference. Um, I don't remember if in the movie they shaved his head. I doubt it for that because right. you know the keeper of order shaved his head and did right. all this stuff. So. That's the reason why I was like, that was a pretty, it was a little hard to swallow because I was like, if Buddy is but so think, attractive, but and that's then everybody the else. the point of it, right? Is that while you're going through the whole book and through the whole story, right. you're not connecting those two dots of the fact that there are twins out there, right? Right. Because A, Buddy wasn't famous yet. And, you know, this dude is just like, whatever, just trying to find his mom. And when he does, he goes to that room and he sees the big picture. He's like, oh my God, it's me. So he must look like Buddy, but like a little bit I understood that part. But it just, to me, because of the fact that Buddy was supposed to be like the hottest, most attractive everything. But so I was like, is it because we're only getting it from Deke's point of view of how he looks and because of his abusive parent? figure i don't necessarily think so i mean joey liked him like she thought he wasn't i mean he wasn't he they never said he was ugly they were just like he needs to cut his hair Mm -hmm. and then they could make him you know they could change him they could transform him into something else well obviously also during that time joey wasn't she was trying to she just wanted to find a house to live in (laughs) She also was like people for some cash. She, as we found out, wasn't a hundred percent like on the mom page. She was just trying to be like, your parents are gonna love me. She wanted to get it so hard that she of was course. like, she didn't obviously. I don't hate understand him. that either, though. Like, why do you need to? I guess back in the day, you must have needed to do that for parents. But I feel like this probably wouldn't happen today in the way that it did. No, well, I'm assuming. The reason she wanted it is because she never had the traditional family. Sure. So to her, she was just like, yes. Your mom's going to love me. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be a family. Or obviously because she had so many mom issues that she kept being like, let me meet, let me meet, let me, you know. Well, the fact that they both, like when she finally did meet his mom, because his mom was kind of like, I gave birth to you. Like she guilted this kid his whole life. Which I still don't understand. so abused. And it was... Like, I mean... And why spend $500 to do that to do what you're doing? I know! I know! Like, that's just weird to me. Like, it's different if it's a foster. Sure. Because if you're fostering, then it's kind of like you're getting money from the government. I There's obviously already issues in our fostering thing. But why pay money for that? What we're talking about is the fact that Buddy and his brother Deke were purchased by their parents from a baby broker. Yeah. So Buddy, I believe he got fifteen hundred dollars. No, he was he was two thousand. Okay, and and Deke was only five hundred dollars. But notice that when Buddy he was purchased for two thousand after his who he thought it was his biological father passed away, then his mother, his mother essentially like getting a little sexual him. Yeah. with him. 
And she raped him. Well, she raped him at the very end, like, mm-hmm. of their relationship. At the beginning part of it was like, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. Don't You're leave. my and baby boy. Really, really yeah, weird it was just relationship. a weird turn where she tried to make him her husband. And then it turned into, like, when, she, when he started dating someone else, she ended up being like, you don't need that because you have me. Right. Raped Let me him. show you. And then he was like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Poor kid. Not a good life. Not in addition to the fact that we're just going to segue into Buddy's life for five seconds. Right. That him and his, he tried to run away once. Right. The first time he tried to run away. His friend was like, let's, you know, let's do this thing where there's, what was it? A bunch of guys. So, well, they both were going to run away together. And then as they were walking out, someone tried to pick them up on the street Mm -hmm. and was like, hey... Like, I know a party you can go to. And well, like, they were okay. already on the streets, and they were hungry right. and a whole nine yards. And he was like, I've kind of got a place that you could go to. And while Buddy was like, I don't know about this, his friend Tony was like, totally, yeah, let's do, let's go for it. And so they ended up going to this party. They kept trying to feed him drugs. He, and it was at a mansion, mm-hmm. and he kept being like, I oh, feel here. weird, I feel awkward. I have it. I have it actually highlighted. She insisted he share her bed at night. I'm frightened was her excuse, and he hated the way she stifled him and looked forward to school and a friend named Tony, who also had problems at home. The two of them fantasized about getting a little freedom. Why don't we make a break for it, Tony suggested one day. They end up going to this place, Mm -hmm. and every eye in the room was fixed upon them. There was deathly silence only for a moment. And they were like 15, right? Yeah. And then it was like, (laughs) no sailors for... I Freddy. think, they, no, they were like 12, 13. Mm, I feel like they were like 14, 15, 16, because he left at 16, I thought. He left after he stayed at home. After, so he was like 13, Maybe 14. 15. Because he then, because it went into, like, he wasn't sexualized at all at that point. Like, he wasn't, like, in his head. He was like, we're running away. And he knew that this was, like, weird. I want to say they were 12, 13. And then, because then after he came home and his mom was, like, stricter than ever, and then it became hard for him when he did, like, at 14 and stuff, start wanting to date and start doing things. Let's go through it. I think I highlighted most of it. Okay. No sailors, Freddie, an effeminate voice broke out in the hush and laughter filled the room. A short butterball of a man with a bright orange caftan detached himself from a group and approached them holding out a bejeweled hand. Welcome to my party, boys. What can I get you? They were given drinks, not hard liquor, but frothy concoctions and tall glasses that tasted more like milkshakes than anything else. They were served plates of rich food. And Buddy gets sick or something and goes into the bathroom. And then Buddy start, Yeah, Buddy starts to feel all nauseous about it. And he passes out. And then the next day... Oh, no, he... So he starts to feel nauseous. Like, he's like, oh, I have to get room because his friend was eating it up. Yeah. And so he's like, I just need to go to the bathroom. He goes. Because he was feeling uncomfortable because he He's feeling comfortable. He knew shit was going down. And then he opened up the window to get fresh air. And when he put his head out, that's when he, because of the roofies that he had, he he blacked out and he fell out of the window. Yep. So the next day, uh, Tony's body had been thrown from a car in the Bay Area at five in the morning, battered, sexually abused, very, very dead. Only this particular unsolved murder changed Buddy's life. Where before, life with his mother had been smothering, it now was impossible. She did not leave him alone for a second, forever smoothing his, smoothing back his hair, stroking his face, clinging to his hand. Did they undress you? You know it's not normal, two men together. How dumb did she think he was? He knew it wasn't normal. In fact, he knew what was normal. He was beginning to eye the girls in class and getting a hard on mm-hmm. just thinking about what he would like to do to them. 
And so then he ended up with a girl named Tina. And Who gave they, good head, apparently. Cause yeah. Whatevs. And so I think his mom busted them. Mm. Well, he couldn't do anything at home, so they would end up going to the science lab. And then one time, they, got they walked in on him. And so then his mother stood in the doorway, clad in a long robe, her cheeks flushed, her dark eyes glowing. So, she murmured huskily, you wanted to see what a woman's body looks like, did you? Well, see then! With one gesture, she shucked off her robe and stood before him naked. She walked toward the bed and ripped the covers down. His new erection could hardly be hidden. And that wasn't because of her, by the way. That was because because he's imagining the girl. Yeah. Lightly, she began to caress it. He was so confused. He wanted to cry or run, but instead he stayed perfectly still while she touched him. It was as if he had drifted out of his own body and was merely an onlooker. Poor baby. I know. He left in the early hours of the morning while she still slept, only this time he was smart. He cleared her purse of $200 and took several pieces of expensive jewelry. This time he was really going and never coming back. So he was probably 16, I think, 15, yeah. 16 at that time. Yes, he had a horrible, horrible everything. He, but then his biggest issue was that he wanted to hide everything yeah. all the time. He Even when he liar. made it a little bit in Hollywood and then he had a dark path. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, I'm going to hide that too. And like he never wanted he just he was never a perfect was, anything, even when he made a mistake and hurt people. He was like, no, 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 because they did it for a reason. Yeah, there was always a reason for his seasons, and they were never right. No. So, But Buddy did have a hard life. Deke also had a hard life because his mama always used to be like, I gave birth to you. I almost died and made him feel he so was, guilty about his Well, he was physically abused birth his entire childhood. By his mother. By his mother, which we sort of come to realize that she probably also was abusive to the husband as well. Mm-hmm, because he was super quiet. When he started reaching teenage years, then it was just emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. You're not, no one's good enough for you. Right. No, you're never No going. one's good enough for him, but also he was the you're worst. You're also not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're not good enough for yourself. Pete. Yeah, you're the worst person ever, and you're not good enough to be even in your body. And again, I almost died giving birth to you. Right, right, right. And this is how you repay me by not wanting to go to college and being but being a mechanic and doing all this other stuff. So they both did they they came from some rough Yes, you know. Some Except rough the traits. difference was is that Buddy didn't seem to put on the abusive nature, at least physically or anything. He seemed to have a more positive outlook about women. Whereas Deke. Buddy had a positive outlook. More on positive women? outlook on women. Then Deke. Say. So he didn't Deke. hate women. He didn't hate women. But he also knew that women were in power and had control and right. could make or break his life, which is why he became, you know, a stud. Well, that's why he essentially loved Angel because she was just kind of like super innocent and pure and right. clean. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, yeah. But yeah, no, Deke was more of the like. He never dated anybody, and if he did, like, it was like... I feel like Deke had some social anxiety, some social issues. Oh, some social issues, for sure. He only paid for sex. He only... Right. He only... And that's how he met Joey. What age was it that she met Joey? Or that he met Joey, I mean, then? Was it... It was after Leon. She must have been... So she was past 19. Yeah. Because that's when, yeah. Because she met Leon when she was, what, 15 or 16? She said she was... 16, but I want to say she originally met him when she was 13. Yeah. And then it was 16 when, like, the sexual nature Mm -hmm. started turning into it. And then, yeah, it kept going until she was 18. 19 was, like, I think the last time that she called him or some shit. Or, yeah. Mm. And every single man 
was pretty much eventually like, yeah, but like, oh well. <laughs> At least Leon felt bad about it and tried right. to avenge her murder. <laughs> tried to avenge her murder. But that's like also debatable whether or not that was... He just felt guilty about the whole scenario. Of course he And did. why he... He was just like, wow, I did this horrible, terrible thing that I know that I would continue to keep doing. That's why he pretended not to know her on the phone. I know. What a dick. Yeah. I guess, like, the moral of the story is men are dicks. Yeah, for sure. Basically, Angel... But also, women are dicks. No offense. Well, Angel isn't, and Millie isn't. Millie kind of had a right. (laughs) The only two women that are not dicks. But the rest of those ladies are a bunch of assholes. Also, notice that they really didn't also have personalities beyond just being kind of great people. Yes, exactly. They're like... Sitting up on a pedestal yeah. somewhere. <laughs> no, anyone with a personality was they were all an the, asshole. Yeah. So. They got to be assholes because of circumstance, right? Sure. Well, I mean, think about it. Everybody, regardless, whether you go down a good path or a bad yeah, path, yeah. quote unquote, we all start out the same and then shit happens to us right. and makes us who we are, which is why we are cynical about love and relationships is because... We've had experiences that have right. made us this way. Maybe had we had different ones, we might not even have this podcast right now. You know what I mean? You guys wouldn't be blessed with, with our podcast. This <laughs> gloriousness of meandering, jumping through a 500 page. Uh, so was this your first book that you read of Jackie Collins? Um, no, I think I, my mom had Lucky. I think I read Lucky first. And what was the, I mean, are all of them Hollywood-esque related or? Uh, Well, I mean, they have a a bit of that stuff kind of floating through it, but because obviously this was Jackie Jackie Collins' real life where she was in these circles and that's what she wrote about. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, her sister, Joan Collins. And, but they, you know, that's just kind of where she was. She was in kind of this part of life and that sort of a thing. Right. But, um, I think I first read Lucky because my mom had it and I do believe I still have my mom's copy of it, but it's in Brooklyn. Um, I have like mm-hmm. most of my collection of Jackie Collins is still in New York, which I need to actually bring here. I was waiting to decide where I was going to end up living. I guess this is it. So there we go. I started to read Lucky and I liked, for some reason, it just took like I right. liked Jackie Collins and that was about a mafia daughter and it was her story. Chances, which is the book that I had when we took our photos for Trashy Book Nook, yes. is about her dad. So there's like a whole Santangelo wing of Jackie Collins, right? So she's got like Chances and Lucky and then um, Lady Boss, which is Lucky's story when she moves to Hollywood. So it kind of ends up all kind of going together. But that was the first book I read and it was also like, you know, super yeah. thick. All her books are big, except for like her first couple of books. So like the bitch. a lot of stupid shit that's in here. That you Initially, have to... I would have had you start with like the bitch or the stud, which are her first books. Mm-hmm. And they're very thin. But this is like her most famous book, right? So I figured you should at least do that. My favorite, I think, is Lovers and Gamblers, which has nothing to do with any of these people. 
it was like a plane crash. It was all kinds of like it was just like ah. <laughs> she comes up with the shit. <laughs> oh, like people were in a plane crash and how they survived the plane. Like famous people, obviously, but like how they survived a plane crash and all kinds of shit. And I was just like, oh my god, this is so intense. So they, everybody's always famous people in her books. Um, typically or mafia, but she also blends in like either you are initially famous or you come up from the bootstraps okay. and become. A certain way, like in Chances, she has a character who is a black woman who um, was like raped and p- placed into prostitution, and she ended up in I think some rich man's house and ended up falling in love with her, and she ended up be switching her life and becoming a woman of substance and that kind of a thing. Then she, you know, there are points in time back in her past that come back to haunt her. It's kind of always like your past comes back to haunt yeah. you sort of a thing with Jackie. You can't just yeah. move along your life all happy. Yeah, there's always a consequence, right, for your actions. Right. So for Sadie in this book, her consequence was like her son came back to look for her and try to kill her. Kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know, because that, as one does. Indeed. <laughs> Obviously it affected everything in here. But I don't know, I just like, I took to her like a duck takes water. It was just like, an amazing blend of sex and death and like murder. And you know, that just seems to have been right up my alley when I was a kid for, or a young adult for some reason. So this mm. was my YA reading <laughs> other than like wifey and some Judy, other Judy Bloom books. Then I started reading Jackie Collins right. and Stephen King. And then it was just like kind of all in a weird Bye-bye. downhill spiral. But, <laughs> and it was all things like that you could read on the subway. So for me, I started reading these big books because when you're on the train, if you're stuck, if you have to wait, if whatever, you at least have something that's going to keep you occupied, right? Right. So most of these books, obviously, this book was super long. <laughs> it took. It was what, hard to get. Through. When did we start this project? Well, like, I mean, we June? started it in June, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know how long it took you to read through. But for me, it was taking long because I would read a little bit and then I'd be like. Okay, I'm going to do something else for a bit here. Well, I mean, I just didn't, I never really picked it up. Obviously, I have read it before. I've seen the movie, the TV movie. And so I kind of have an idea of what the story is. Right. But I haven't read this book in over 20 years, probably, at this point. So it was kind of coming back to it. And it was like, oh, yeah, this. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, this. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the book where everybody ends up happy at the end. That's possible. Well, I mean, people did end up happy at the end. <laughs> who didn't end up I happy? I mean, like... All the people were... who got what they deserved got what they deserved. I mean, that's true, yes. I would say, yeah, the people who got what they deserved got it. But then also, like, I don't know. I th- well, obviously, I think there'd be a lot more shit going on with Sadie. There's no way that you can just compartmentalize all that shit knowing what the fuck went on and just be like, yeah, no, I made him a star. Yay! <laughs> like... <laughs> But I think sake. so for her because that's what she's done her whole in her whole experience, Maybe. right? I couldn't do that. I would have to tell this kid, like, I'm your mama. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and meantime, Buddy's like, And I also don't the know. fact that after you have twins, I'd be like, oh fuck. I'd be worried that'd be, be triggering Dexter. Yes. That would be triggering. But you know Especially you, knowing that one of them else was also breached, just like the first one. Nature versus nurture. Which one was the breached? <laughs> Breach, the breach. breach babies, apparently, are going to become murderers when they get older. It would be an interesting poll to take. 
I don't know. I think the only two, like Angel pretty much got it. Coco and Adrian kind of had it. Montana got her mm-hmm. <laughs> bullshit revenge. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, which is great. Still don't understand where Oliver stands, but whatever. Well, he stands in bullshit. <gasps> yeah, very he's true. a weird one. Because he doesn't really, he just straddles in that negative right. space. Yeah, he's just like, I'm here trying to make money. He just cares mm-hmm. about the money. Gina got hers. Mm-hmm. Which should have been just more of an STD. No, I think the ruining of her career was probably <laughs> more <laughs> <apropos>. <laughs> I'm just saying. She had sex with everyone. I, I mean, and I do think, I think I will look this up. Because vagin, I can't remember what it was. Vaginismitis, vaginism, vaginismus. Yeah, vaginismus, sometimes called vaginism, is a condition that affects a woman's ability to engage in vaginal penetration, including sexual intercourse, manual penetration, insertion of tampons or menstrual cups, and the penetration involved in gynecological exams, pap tests. This is the result of an involuntary vaginal muscle spasm, a which spasm. makes okay, which makes any kind spasm. of vaginal penetra- penetration painful or impossible. While there is a lack of evidence to def- uh, definitively identify which muscle is responsible for this spasm, uh, sometimes referred to as the PC muscle, is most often suggested. It's pubococcygeus muscle. <laughs> Uh, Five times fast. Yeah. A woman with vaginismus does not consciously control the spasm. The vaginismic reflex can be compared to the response response of the eye shutting when an object comes towards it. Oh, hell. (laughs) The severity of the vaginismus is... As well as the pain during penetration varies from woman to woman. Do you want to just jump right into Neil's problem (laughs) then? So this also, sorry, Mm -hmm. the primary cause of it. So it says that she's unable to have penetrative sex or experience vaginal penetration without pain. It is commonly discovered in teenage girls and women in their early 20s. As this is when many girls and young women first attempt to use tampons, have penetrative sex, or undergo a pap smear. They're unaware of the condition. Until mm. it happens. Mm-hmm. And they say a woman may be unaware of the reasons for her condition. So, like, it makes it seem to me like this isn't just, like, a one-time, like, all of a sudden it's there. But I'm just wondering if as a result of all of the exoticness that was happening during Gina and Neil's mm-hmm. sexual dalliance, that that is the reason for it happening. Also... They both climax like they've never climaxed before. So I'm what you know what I mean? Like if that's I they just had. they both climax like they've never climaxed before oh. during I, this experience. It does say an it's an idiopathic disease with a uh so it's which is a disease with an unknown cause or mechanism mm-hmm. of apparently spontaneous origin. See? So. so it could happen. Yeah. But they're usually linked to anxiety or fear of having sex. Hmm. Hmm. So that was, I think, the part that I looked up when I saw it that I was like, that's confusing. Because obviously she does not have a fear. But anxiety, anxiety, he had a heart attack inside of her. Did that happen during that or did he have the heart attack because... No, he had the heart attack. On top of her. and On then top she, of her. And, and then, then she, she freaked out. Freaked out. So then that would make sense. When you read these, this is very similar to how um, you feel when you watch reality television and stuff then? No, because for me, she is weaving a story filled with character-driven characters. Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. a plot. There's a reason why people do the things that they do. And it's 
fiction, I'm going to use quote, a reality show that's not, I mean, it's allegedly, it's an altered reality, right? An altered Mm -hmm. state of reality. For her, because again, I was reading these things as a young person. We didn't have reality TV back then. Um, I would never associate this with a reality I mean, I get how you can figure, feel like it's that, especially now because of the jump cuts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way that she writes, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. For me, I felt like she was an amazing storyteller, and the way that she developed her characters really had you either rooting for or against mm-hmm. them at certain given moments of time, right? Because, I mean, like, essentially, I didn't care about any of these characters. Like, they were all so selfish. Sure. Such dick bags that I was like, I don't even care. But she wove enough tale that, like, I kept reading. That it was interesting. So I kept reading. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, like, the entire time, like, because I'm not into that as much, that for me, I was just like, there's, like, no point to this. Like, you guys are just the worst human beings in all the land, and you're out there in the world. So for me, it was a little bit tougher to finally get into it, to really start being like, I'm interested enough in what's going on mm. to keep it going. Because obviously they have to set the characters right. before yeah, like, they can really keep going. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to be like, these characters are the worst. Why would I even want to stay here for this? Because <laughs> they're the but worst. I also feel like then maybe that's a generational difference in terms of how people write. Because I don't know if... Well, I don't think her writing was terrible. That's not what I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, in oh, terms you. of how stories are told now... Maybe. Whether or not stories are told a little bit more positively, where someone is is trying to combat something right off the bat, blah, 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 blah. Right. As opposed to then, where, you know, sometimes shit happens, you got to figure out how to make it work and survive through it in order to combat something later on down the line. I think that, and I don't, and I'm not trying to make this be like, well, you know, millennials always get like a oh, trophy no, 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 or whatever no, no, like no, that. No, no, but no, what no. I'm saying is like, I think that, the way that a story is told today and the way that a story was told in my time, which seems like I'm a hundred, is vastly different. They could be, but I'd also Where say it's more genre. positive on this end, regardless of genre. You think? Because most of, I mean, I think a lot of it is I like, mean, I think a lot of it was the fact that like this was a character driven story where I've said before, most of my stuff is a fantasy sci-fi-esque type thing. It's a different type of story, like, the, it's about the characters, but the plot isn't what are these characters doing type of thing. It's how they're getting to this it's, point. It's, yeah, it's like a, you know, I've always been a fantasy-esque realm, or, mm-hmm. you know, Tam Pierce was a huge influence on me type of thing, where it was like, there's this world of, like, magic and, you know, living in this medieval time type thing, which is just a different... Mm-hmm. You know, so the focus was more about like tactical things going around because and how of you wars fight evil. and how you fight that kind of stuff versus the and those stories. Like I believe the Alana series was originally written like that was an eighties mm-hmm. book. So, but I think it was just that was the difference. Is mm-hmm. like usually I don't read those type of stories, so it took me a while to realize like okay, so this is what's the point of why we want to read about these characters who all hate each other and themselves and are miserable and are unwilling to change. Yeah. And maybe that's, like you said, maybe it is just that I was like, why would I read about this? Because it is too similar to our own mm-hmm. lives and how we think and how we roll things. Well, there's a reason why it's a genre called fantasy. 
Well, but it's you know what I mean? fantasy, but also like most of the characters that I'm used to reading about, it's because it's it's never about themselves. Like it is about themselves, but, but that's like, what I mean. The bigger goal is over here. But that that's we have to what fix. I mean. It's like Whereas... it's a fantasy where <laughs> the bigger goal is somewhere else. That's the fantasy. But where see, that's how I think in my life too. I though. understand what you're saying, but what I think about it and my what I'm trying to say is that right. You can have an altruistic goal, and everybody wants to be this great, right. fantastic hero or heroine, but in real life, you're all about yourself, and you're trying to make it, or you're trying to do what you need to do to scrap to get where you need to get to the next step, mm-hmm. right? And that's the difference. Between, that's why I say fantasy with quotes, and like a book similar to this, or right. you know, something that's a little bit more based in terms of an actual reality of what things are. Right. Well, and the reason I, obviously, because literally the reason is fantasy is because there's magic and dragons and all that. Mm-hmm. It has, it's less about, because there's plenty of other books out there that are considered fiction. Sure. That it's the same type of thing. It's just everyday to day life. Sure. And it's not and as, messy. And then there's, like, that's unquote, unquote, that's why there's fantasy like, that's where you fiction. can imagine a world. If so, you will. Where? Well, there's a difference between fiction and fantasy. Right. I'm getting into the little here as English that's major fine. and all that, but that's the reason why. I'm sure Game of Thrones, because of how messy and gross, that's fantasy too, but doesn't it have just as much drama and shit? Well, I mean, it's a fantasy based on reality, let's be real. I mean, not as much reality, but yes. I'm sorry. Winter's here, bitch. So, I'm just you saying. Say what you want. I'm just saying when they're like, the reason there's not any diversity in this book is because it's based on fantasy. And I was like, fuck, or it's based on history. I'm like, you don't know our history then, because there was definitely diversity back then. You're just being assholes. Well, at least in the show, there's diversity in terms of their, where Khaleesi is living. There's black people, or I should say brown people. There's brown people. There are people of different nationalities and ethnicities, blah, blah, blah. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why they're like, no, we can't. A dragons, B multiculturalism, ha! Burn them down, dragons. Burn and then down. zombies. So I mean, you know, it's cool. Zombies get a bad rap. We shouldn't have such a bad thing about zombies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched Game of Thrones. Maybe that's our next podcast where I just make you actually no, watch Game I of refuse. Thrones. No, I refuse. Oh my god, that would be so great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it. I would literally the entire time just What if we it. just bypass the incest part? <laughs> There's dragons in it. I know. I should enjoy it. But I'm just, I'm tired of the, as someone who her entire life watches and reads fantasy oh. shit, like I get tired of that same fucking old trope. And I'm tired of people using rape as a plot line. Like, it's so fucking stupid. But they That's made their comeuppance. They I paid them back for no, what they did. But nothing, like, that's the thing, though, is they make it a plot point instead of making it a, like... What are they supposed so- to fucking do about it back in medieval times or whatever this is? They Just because it was medieval times does not mean that the people who are raped do not go through certain motions. Yeah, I get it. They went through emotions and then they fucking came back for revenge. All I'm saying is that maybe give it a chance. There's plenty of other things that I'm watching that are perfectly happy and fine for me to be watching. Oh, perfectly happy. Interesting. Yeah. (sighs) But that's not Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what did Game of Thrones come out around the same time, right? 90s. I started watching uh, Sci-Fi's original, which apparently, hey, I guess Sci-Fi curses now? They can have that. Or they say shit? They've said fuck. (gasps) No, everybody's game, except for her. Like, everybody's game for death, killing, 
Like people who I was like, wow, that is a main, main character. And they're like, kill. You're yeah. done. You're over. Like, and I was like, wow, you can't be attached to anybody in Welcome this show. Welcome to Game of Thrones yep. life. I, well, and I think that a lot of shows are emulating that because they realize that, like, people are now exposed I'm going to, to say it. that Sons of Anarchy. Oh, no, you told me that. Gave me the training to survive Game of Thrones in terms of not getting used to characters that are beloved, right? And Jackie Collins, apparently, really made sure, has given me the pre-training that I didn't even know to actually make it through the multiple character arcs and all that sort right. of stuff going on. So I was going to say, I was like, eh, none of these people who died really mattered. I the mean, only Neil one was, mattered. The only, not really. He was an asshole. So, like, yeah, he, he was met, an asshole. He mattered to Montana. But other than that, I was like, he died. Okay. Like, he deserved an it. an asshole. Yeah. I mean, he fucking, he like, asshole. even when he, like, had his two heart attacks. Once just the one, he went through two heart attacks. In a row, yeah. Was told, you stay here, don't do anything. And then he's, like, pushed his way out, stole his nurse's car, and then midway through was like, I'm gonna get a drink. Drinks ten drinks. I'm gonna have 25. And then has a heart attack in the parking lot or whatever. I was like, yeah, okay, you deserve it because you just fucking, yeah. I think he died how he wanted to die. So, yeah, which was funny to me because then Montana, the rest of the book, was like, this is what Neil would have wanted. I'm like, did you really know Neil? He was cheating on you. Like, you do know that he, but then when she met with Gina, she was just like, hey, I know you fuck my man. Right. Well, she cared more about her. I don't have ties to him in that way. You do what you want to do. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I had a bust of that bitch in her face. I don't know how she managed to do it. I mean, good for her. Good on her. Because technically, Gina killed him. I mean, to be fair, hippie parents. Yeah, I guess. Or living in a hippie commune. <laughs> living in a hippie commune where it's like, whatever. Go overseas and live in Europe for a time. I don't know. <laughs> Just watch some TV. Oh. In that sense, that movie, or that show, I should say, I was surprised at how many people died and... Just what people are capable of, uh, capable of, and how stupid, like the stupid decisions that people make. You mean in this book or in that book show? in the show? In anything in life, like I it's think. just kind of people like just when you make mistakes. There's silly, stupid stuff. Um, just like while reading this, I'd be like, "Really, you're mm. gonna do that right now?" Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. And in that show, completely off topic, I will also say, in it's it's interesting that in any type of apocalypse type movie. Mm-hmm. That no one refers to any type of other apocalypse movie or book. Because at this point in time, if there were a random zombie apocalypse, vampire apocalypse, anything like that, Mm -hmm. in my in my head immediately I'd be like, okay, all of my all of my knowledge about this, here are some basics that we can kind of assume. You know what I mean? Game of Thrones training, Sons of Anarchy training. Obviously, Jackie Collins training. You have these things that you can just automatically Mm -hmm. sort of assume here. Is there no other books or knowledge that, like, they know how Hollywood works. They know how all this shit is, and yet. Well, what year is it? Too something. Well, uh, the one that I'm in is now times. Oh, And Van Helsing. So that's why I was like, there's no excuse in this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it, do you feel that way, like, in Game of Thrones when you're watching that, that you're just like, are you a stupid fucker? Like, really? Well, I mean, like, it's medieval or pre-medieval times there, so no. So you're like, there's not a lot of history for you. There's not of. a lot. I mean, they have books, obviously, that they could read to learn about it, but not a lot of people can read. It's a little bit That's different within Game of Thrones than it is in current modern time. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I get what you're saying. It's like they should know better because be better. Once again, we're running over time. I think we should stop now. Hashtag cliffhanger. And dead silence as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We'll just bring it home next time for an amazing (laughs) climax. Hashtag climax. Gross. Hashtag crescendo. Oh my God, that's so gross. (laughs) 